From the studios of WFAN, this is Mike Zahn, Francesca on the fan on the 7-Eleven, the uh, 11th day of the month of uh, July on this uh, Wednesday program. So, uh, you know, baseball is the topic, as you would expect on a 7-Eleven. That's what July is about. And uh, we hear more and more all these, you know, crazy and just endless trade rumors that just continue to uh, really can cloud the universe as much as anything else. The Yankees falling off the path a little bit with the Red Sox, getting a little nervous. You could tell the Yankee fans getting a little nervous uh, about the uh, Red Sox and their continued success uh, and the idea of trying to chase this team down. Wait, listen, it's a long way to late September. Long, long way. And, uh, again, the Yankees, as we've talked about all year, have the ability more than have the resources in terms of personnel and finances, to make a move. Can they get a pitcher that will help? Right now, if I were the Yankees, I would concentrate. on. Unless you were going to really spring free some really outrageous talent, you're not going to get a pitcher who's going to make a difference. Concentrate on winning the division. Concentrate on getting a pitcher that can help do that. Worry about who pitches game two of the postseason when that happens. Just don't try to get yourself from being in a position where you have to play one game to advance because if you do, then most likely uh, you still put yourself in a tough spot because anything can happen in one game. But also you might have to use your best pitcher to do that, uh, even to get you into the next round and you go into that set, into that round if you survive at a severe disadvantage. So you want to, if you can, get this division title. It's well within their grasp, but they are going to have to get better to do it. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry, despite his abilities, Manny Machado is not the answer. It's not the answer. Even if the Yankees can convince him, which would have to be the case to play third base the rest of the season, why would you, A, give up anything of value? And the, and the Orioles are going to want something of value. Even for the rest of the season, they're going to want something of value for Machado to bring him in to play third base. All right, you could say, wait a second. The Yankee plan now is to trade Andujar in a package, put Machado at third base. Are they better then? If they bring the pitcher in, they're better no matter what happens. If they if they bring the pitcher in and they replace Andujar with Machado, are they better at third base? Of course they are. But it's going to cost them to do that. It's going to cost them in both spots to do that. And it's something they don't have to do. It's not the best use of their resources because they can if they're so in love with Machado, who continues to say he wants to play shortstop. Not going to play shortstop here the rest of the year. The end of the season, he can find a team where he wants to play shortstop. You know, he is a downgraded shortstop from, from Didi anyway. So the, that's not the move that would happen here. Do you put him at third base and keep Andahar? It's overkill. The Yankees have hit 151 home runs. They've hit 112 of them right-handed. They don't need right-handed power. Uh, if you're going to, as has been thought, move Andahar and let Andahar push Bird at first base in some kind of platoon over there because you didn't trade Andahar and you signed Machado, gave up a pitcher, or gave up a young, I got Orioles one pitching, gave up a pitcher to get a prospect, to get Machado to play third base to, and kept Andahar, I don't see that as uh, a, a wise use of their resources in any way. Machado will not make the difference in this team. Is he going to make it better? Yeah, marginally better. He's going to make it better. Absolutely. The bat you take out of the lineup, though, is going to be a good one. You know, they got a kid at third base who's got good numbers. So they don't need that. 
they don't need right-handed power. They need a better pitcher. They need a better starting pitcher. As, does Machado make you better? Yes. I mean, if you bring a guy in like that, but why why pay to use him for half a season? You're going to have to pay him anyway after the season's over. You can go buy him anyway. When, when do the Yankees get outbid for somebody they want? They don't. If they wanted him under that circumstance, and I would think then they were thinking about him playing third base, because shortstop, they have a lot of answers at shortstop the Yankees. Whether it's DD, whether it's Torres, they have a lot of answers at shortstop that are better defensively and a lot more economical than Machado would be. So I understand that people get all excited when you mention a player of that magnitude, but he's not the fit. He's not the fit for this team. He's not what they need. They are heavily right-handed. They have hit 112 right-handed home runs. A lot of teams won't hit. Their teams won't hit 100 home runs this year. They've hit 112 right-handed home runs this year, and we haven't even had the All-Star break. The Yanks need to go out, worry about the division title, go out and get a pitcher, or even could get two pitchers. Fine. The second one could be one that they got on the cheap, maybe just to give them some extra ability to just, you know, have extra arms in the rotation to throw down the stretch. A guy could come in here who's a worthwhile veteran pitcher and really go out and make a bunch of quality starts over the last two and a half months of the season and make a difference. Now, whether he is better than Tanaka for game two or not, we can debate that later. That's an October discussion. We know there's only a pitcher or two available who will be a lockdown number two guy for them. To get that guy is going to be extremely costly. And even at that price, without it being over the moon, you might not get him because I don't think the Mets really want to trade these guys anyway. And I can tell you they don't want to trade them to the Yankees. They would have to be overwhelmed. So you're going to pay premium. You'd pay heavily anyway, and you're going to pay premium to get him jettisoned from the Mets. Tampa's not going to trade with you, not unless you overwhelm them. Those are the two teams that would be the hardest to trade with, other than this side of the Red Sox, of any team in baseball. What makes you think you're going to be able to work with them? You're not. And to me, this is probably more the Orioles trying to create buzz for their trading of Machado, what's the best way to do that? Get the Yankees involved. What's the best way to ever draw fire or draw heat to a trade or to a player? Get the Yankees involved. That's all. Creates headlines, creates buzz, moves people. So if the team they're really zeroing in on, if there's another team that is in an independent race and is thinking about adding this player and doesn't want to part with a certain guy, the Orioles are putting the pressure on by bringing the Yankees into the mix. That makes more sense to me than any idea of Machado actually coming to the Yankees. Get back to look for the pitches. That's what this is about. It's about winning this division title. Keep your eye on the prize. That's the prize right now. Worry about game two of a postseason series when you're in that series. Don't worry about that series today. You're not even in that series right now. Don't worry about that series. Worry about winning this division title. And to do that, they need to upgrade their pitching. All right, as far as the Mets, the Grom goes to the mound tonight. So obviously, uh, the really the angst, the saga 
the sad commentary that is the Mets really gets ratcheted up and actually gets in, not only just intensified, but gets a lot more attention when DeGrom goes to the mound because every, every performance just shows you how bad things are there. The record of him when he, when he pitches, the, a number of performances that have been spoiled that, you know, he just gets nothing for his seven or eight innings of wonderful work. And there have been places where it's his fault, like the Miami game down there. He had a 2 nothing lead against a bad team. He made a bad pitch. He gave a two-run home run. Then he gave up the lead. That was his fault. That's on him, that game. That's a rare one, though. Most of the time, it hasn't been on him. He's done everything you could possibly do. He's pitched brilliant baseball. And obviously, the team and the bullpen have let him down on so many occasions, you can't even discuss all of them. So that's where we are. It's always, like we said, uh, the same story again. Will he? Won't he? Is he here? I think he's here. I don't think he's going anywhere. I'd be shocked if he does. But, again, it comes, and, and so many other Met players who could be on the block right now, too, as we know. Although, you're not going to bring back anything of real note for any of them. I, we do expect a bunch of them to be leaving uh, in the near future. So that's where we are as we uh, begin this day. Gray will be on the mound, and that's another saga. How many more times does he get a chance to impress or at least show you that he belongs in this Yankee rotation? And then, of course, you have DeGrom against the uh, Phillies. Nationals on deck. They'll be here before you know it. The Yanks will be visiting the Indians. Uh, You know, that's a good thing because the Yankees seem to, this year anyway, keep their eye on the prize a little more when they're playing really good teams. They've been great against good teams this year. They have had their moments against teams that haven't uh, been up to their level of competition against good teams this year. They've played wonderful. they play played better than anybody else. Otherwise, the other teams have played better. The big teams have played better than the Yankees have when it comes to everybody else. But when they play Houston, when they play Boston, the Yankees have obviously uh, played better. And we'll see if the Indians fall into that category when uh, the Yankees play them a visit. The Indians have hit a little bit of a uh, slump in recent days. We'll see if they come out of it first against the uh, – the Reds, who have, you know, the Reds, after the worst start in the world, have played pretty good baseball for a long time now. They really have. They have actually, you know, got to the point where they've, you know, come back to, you know, only be 10 games under 500, which is remarkable because they were, they were brutal early in the season. They've actually they've, they've played very well for a sustained period of time now. Very competitive baseball, so you've got to give them credit for that. But come back with your calls on this Wednesday program right after this. 